Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I hear a lot that entrepreneurs need to be fearless. And I don't define myself that way. I channel the fear that's rising up and I try to ground my energy, gather my people, and then I go out in the world and I do it anyway. You can carry a little fear. A little healthy amount of fear is okay because that means you're paying attention to the signs, yeah. the risks, all of those things. So if people are like, well, I'm not brave enough to do it. Yes, you are. You just need to gather your people. You need to put the steps in place. You know, it does take work. Welcome back. I'm Crystal Laurie. This is episode 115 of Bucket List Careers, the podcast. Thanks for joining Heidi Zimmer is my guest today. She is a real estate development professional and creative entrepreneur with over 25 years of experience in affordable housing, community development, economic development, and urban and rural planning. But Heidi found her life's work and what truly lights her up as founder owner of Wild Rice Retreat in Bayfield, Wisconsin. Heidi developed a $10 million, first-of-its-kind arts and wellness retreat center in the Midwest after recognizing a huge lack of health and wellness spaces in that region. She decided to bring a place for creativity, rest, health, and well-being, and of course, connection to nature to the people of her home region. A yoga instructor as well, Heidi says ground and gather are the key words she often uses in her yoga practice, in the guided retreats that she offers there, in her daily life. And in this episode, Heidi shares exactly that grounded and connected pivot wisdom, as well as a great founder story of resilience you will not soon forget. Let's listen. Heidi, welcome to Bucketless Careers, the podcast. So grateful you were able to join me and take the time. Oh, thank you so much, Krista. It's great to be here. Yes. Well, I've really been looking forward to digging into your story. You were once a senior VP of real estate for a housing developer, and now yes. what you've created is so amazing. You're founder owner of Wild Rice Retreat. It's along the shoreline of Lake Superior in Wisconsin, a $10 million, first of its kind, arts and wellness retreat center in the Midwest. So let's rewind a bit, dial us back, and then walk us through this amazing career transformation. Oh, sure. Well, thank you so much for having me here and talking about this. I love the title of your podcast. Yeah. Bucketless careers. Oh, and there's thanks. days where I have to remind myself, oh, do I really have one? <laughs> you know, from the because you're so in the weeds of all of the things. You reached out to me and I'm like, you know, I actually really do have one of those kind of enviable positions of being able to work in this beautiful creative space right on the shores of Lake Superior or in the woods. Yeah. It's just really serene and peaceful and delightful here. I think that growing up, I'm a Midwest gal. I grew up in Michigan. I grew up on the Great Lakes. And I was just always called to the water. Maybe it's because I'm a cancer sign as well. I need to like take a deep dive into all the things that that pulled me into this space. My first career, I would say, you know, before this big 2.0 pivot, my first career really was wonderful too. Yeah. So I don't want to discredit that at all. But I did work for um, real estate development companies. 
the one I worked for the longest, Art Space. I spent 15 years as their senior VP of real estate development. It's a national nonprofit, and they build beautiful, affordable, and creative spaces for artists all over the country. It's hard work, any nonprofit is, but it was fulfilling work, but also a little bit exhausting, right? I'm flying to 22 states over many, many years, getting to know new communities, and it was really rewarding. But my heart, in about 2012, I would say, started calling me. It was this idea that I had kind of blossoming from all this travel in the country to create a space where you could really integrate arts and wellness and nature and beautiful design and have it integrated all in one place. And so my travels took me to all kinds of creative spaces, health and wellness spaces. I spent a lot of time in the Southwest studying places like Taos and Santa Fe, New Mexico and Sedona, Arizona. And I kept looking around going, why is there nothing like this in the Midwest? You know, right. The Midwest deserves. You saw there was a big hole in this space of healing and health and wellness in that particular region. And that's where the big ideas happen. Yes, that's definitely, there was a void. I had gone on yoga retreats in the Midwest, but they were always at like family resorts. And so you've got like kind of kids screaming or a wedding reception going (laughs) on. And nowhere was there like this really intentional space for a place for people to go and really either nurture their creativity, restore their souls, find themselves again, rest, and just be really connected to nature and and turn back to themselves. And so I kind of kept my eyes out. So you recognize that, yeah, you Mm -hmm. saw this white space. Was there a pivotal moment that we can zero in on when you really changed course in your career? For sure. It was, you know, the pin would go into 2015. I was still working for Art Space, but I got invited up here to Bayfield, Wisconsin. The name Wild Rice Retreat comes originally from Wild Rice Restaurant. There's the main facility here, the ma- the biggest building on the campus used to be a restaurant, oh. a James Beard award-winning dining destination restaurant in the woods that was a dream of Mary Rice, uh, incredible entrepreneur, prolific artists. They called her the culinary queen of Bayfield. And her daughter invited Art Space up to look at her land, her 114 acres of woods that surrounds this restaurant. I had had all this percolating in the back of my mind and I got here to this land and I just, it was like, this is the place. I knew it almost instantly. You fell in love. Almost instantly. And uh, that was a really key moment. And it all went from there. I worked on it with my company for a little while, but it wasn't the right fit for what I was doing in my previous position. So I have a a wonderful group of of friends from that company. And they said, Heidi, go, you know, go do this. And so it took a few years. You had supporters. I had a lot of supporters. And those are not the investors. No. Just a network saying, this is your destiny. Yeah. Friends and family. I just kept talking about it and shining it out into the world. So for your listeners, like I didn't know exactly where it was going, but I had this big idea and it's so important to just talk about it. Invite your friends over and sit around over, you know, wine and cheese and crackers and just talk about this idea. Even if it sounds big Mm -hmm. and daunting, I think a lot of people, and I hear this from listeners, are afraid sometimes to even broach the subject with people because they'll be laughed out 
of the room. Right. Kudos to you for getting past that. Thank you. No. 114 acres, but you have this modern Scandinavian architecture there, which I was blown away by when I looked at your website. So you built all of this, I assume. Tell me about that process. And I did mention investors because I know you noted that that mm-hmm. was one of your bigger roadblocks. So let's let's talk right. about that a little bit. Well, the investor thing goes back to the, what we just talked about. A lot of potential investors, they looked at my business plan, they looked at my dreams, and they're like, It's wonderful, but I just don't see it in the Midwest. I see it on the coast. These things exist on the coast. And I was like, exactly. That's, you know, exactly. (laughs) My point. (laughs) Why aren't we bringing this here? But there was almost this like undertone of we don't deserve it here or something. So Mm. I had to just keep going. You know, you have a hundred conversations to get one person to believe in you and keep going. And so I just, I never gave up. I kept having the conversation. We kept drawing up the plans. I had a great investor backer already, you know, committed to this from the very beginning. And we had to just go out and and find the funds to bring it forward. The architecture, as you've noted, is really stunning. It was the original building was designed by Samela, S-A-L-M-E-L-A architects out of Duluth, Minnesota. And he's world renowned for his Scandinavian modern architecture. And he lives about an hour and a half away in Duluth. So um, I called him right away. He was on board. We built a model. And my idea for the lodging here, I love to be in the woods. I love to be connected to nature, but I like to be warm. I like to be dry and I like to be comfortable. <laughs> so right, right. those creature comforts. Yeah. yeah they're like eco. Important to you. They're, I don't like to use the word luxury because uh, that word conjures up some other ideas, but they really mm. are like an eco, high quality, really beautiful finishes. And we call them containers in nature. So our nest and our rice pod and our tree house are all containers in nature to hold space for you for whatever you're working through here. We have people here grieving and people here celebrating, people working on career transitions, like all the things. I love it. That's so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so we wanted to create that blank canvas, right? But what happened was it all the design all came together. We got the funding together and I left that job. This is probably a really key point for this podcast. I left that kind of stable, steady paycheck job in February of 2020. Mm -hmm. So two weeks later, the pandemic happened. Lockdown. Hello. (laughs) And lockdown. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to actually build this dream of mine after all. And it was just a ton of uncertainty. Of course. But a great lesson in when nothing is certain, anything is possible. That's kind of my life mantra. Really love that. We leaned in and we kept going and the bankers and the lawyers and the builders and everybody just leaned into it. Thankfully, construction was allowed and we built the whole project, 22 buildings, $11 million of development during the pandemic. And we opened our doors in May of 2020. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So as far as pivoting to build a business during the pandemic, you were one of the luckier ones. Well, building in the woods, low population area outside, proceeding with construction was allowed. People were working in masks, but people were working outside. We got to be outside in the woods and just build all these beautiful structures for people. (laughs) So we had some setbacks, of course, like everybody did, but we were ready to go. And so we got ahead of the supply chain, you know, disaster kind of. And we got ahead of (laughs) a lot of problems other people faced. And then we were able to open our doors right at the time where I think the world needed these kind of spaces the most. Well, I have to mention something you said to me in earlier conversations that it was almost divine timing that people were desperate for travel and connection. That was really on your side. Mm -hmm. Oh, Coming out of lockdown, all you wanted to do was get out, explore, book a trip, connect with people. Yes, leave the house. But even with that mentality working in your favor, there must have been challenges with getting off the ground as a retreat center post-COVID. Well, we remember we're about four hours from the biggest city, so it is a bit of a journey to get here. So we're Mm. four hours from the Twin Cities, from Minneapolis and St. Paul. We're five hours from Madison, Wisconsin, and seven hours, six to seven hours from Chicago. So people have to kind of want to come to us. So just a little bit of a, oh, this place is new. This place is there. So it did take a while to get the word out, but we were quite busy that summer. Summer of 2021 was just a while. Wild ride. We had a brand new staff. And so trying to birth a new business and a new staff into the world at that same time that I feel like people were just so like, wait, do I want to be doing this? Is this the industry I want to be in? And remember, we have a full restaurant here. The meals are included. And so we had a lot of people, especially in our food and beverage, about halfway through summer go, oh, wait a minute. I don't want to be in the restaurant business. (laughs) And so it was a little bit of a rocky start. And I totally respected where they were at. The guests were having a great time, but as the founder and owner and trying to birth this into the world again in a really rocky year for so many people. The labor issues were a little tough when we first got off the ground, but then the guest experience was so great that the word kept spreading and we started attracting more staff and attracting guests at the same time. And now two years into operation, you know, the rooms are full during high season. We have a a mini high season during the winter months. And those shoulder seasons, we get a lot of corporate and group retreats coming in. 
teams that are looking to reconnect. So thankfully now, knock on wood, we're, we're pretty busy all the time. And people have come back a third, a fourth, even a fifth visit in five years because they really have discovered that there isn't any other place like quite like this. You're also a yoga instructor, 200 hours certified. Yes. How did you feel that influenced decisions in terms of becoming this type of entrepreneur and the way you're running your guided retreats? Do you think it's really a critical part of how you're able to approach your business? It really is. And I would say that my yoga practice and my yoga certification process, you know, I've been studying yoga my whole adult life, but I didn't become a certified teacher until 2017, 2018. And those were the years that I was trying to find the courage to do this. Right. And I would say my yoga practice, it really anchored everything. It helped me kind of root down and find the grounding that I needed, the space I needed, the mental clarity that I needed to be able to go forward and just keep moving it all forward. Well, that's what made me think about the yoga question when you were talking about the challenges with staff, which a lot of business owners went through, especially as lockdown was eased and a lot of us really rethinking what we wanted to do with our lives. The fact that you were able to stay nimble, that you kept persevering through your challenges. Yes. That's what made me think of yoga. Yeah. And I do practice. I mean, I'm nowhere near where where you are on your level, but I think there is something to that in terms of helping an entrepreneur through those roadblocks. Yeah. Tell me what you think about professional purpose and takeaways for guests on that front. You know, this is a, a part of the podcast as well, where we try to get your advice from your journey specifically, what you've been through singularly, and maybe help people mm-hmm. apply to their second act launch or reinvention. What do you think has really been powerful for you and served you the most? Well, so many things, but kind of going back to that yoga practice, having any kind of a creative practice, whether you're a writer, a painter, you love to walk, you love to garden, just find that thing that really centers you and brings you joy and lean into that while you're trying to make these other big decisions in your life. Because even that, you know, my father always said, there's no problem that a good long walk in the woods can't solve. As simple as that. So many times when we're going through transitions, the fear comes up, right? And I think another valuable lesson for me with my breath work, my meditation, my yoga practice is I hear a lot that entrepreneurs need to be fearless. And I don't define myself that way. I channel the fear that's rising up and I try to ground my energy, gather my people, and then I go out in the world and I do it anyway. You can carry a little fear. A little healthy amount of fear is okay because that means you're paying attention to the signs, the risks, all of those things. So if people are like, well, I'm not brave enough to do it. Yes, you are. You just need to gather your people. You need to put the steps in place. You know, it does take work. And then the other thing I would say for people with a real entrepreneurial spirit is so as society, it tries to box us in to defining yourself is you, you are one thing, right? There's this push to like, for me, you can only be a real estate developer. 
you're leading retreats, you're teaching yoga, like, what are you doing? And it's like, well, it's all related, right? It's all related to what makes your creative spirit whole so that you're able to do that more business and professional side of your work. So my other advice is, you know, don't let people paint you or box you into a corner because so much of that creative energy outlets is, is feeding that it's that right side of the brain feeding the left side of the brain and they've got to work together. You also offer entrepreneurial mentorship. I do. Advice, advisory services to people who are specifically looking to create a dream space of their own. Yes. Tell me about that. Is that something you do remotely as well as in person at Wild Rice? Well, I have my own website. It's, you know, it'll be in your show notes, but it's Heidi-Zimmer.com. And I do like to help people kind of figure out if people come to me and say, well, I want to build a retreat space or I want to build a healing space, maybe small, maybe big, maybe in the desert, maybe in the mountains. And so I do offer, I take some of my hours every month and just, you can book a consultation with me to kind of just talk that through. And then I do take on about four clients at a time where I really am helping them build their retreat dreams or their healing and health and wellness space themselves. And they may have the passion, but they may not have the real estate experience or financial understanding of how to put real estate development deals together, how to find architects, how to cultivate from what is maybe that dream bubbling up in their head to coming to reality. And a couple of times I've kind of talked people out of it, <laughs> which is okay too. Okay. Well, that's, but that's honest. That's transparent. Maybe you want to go to a place <laughs> like that, but owning and operating it is a whole, a whole different thing. So I can kind of help people sort through, let's get to the root yeah, of what you're I like passionate that. about with because this. Because if it's not really authentically meant for you, then it's not going to be your bucket list career. <laughs> that's right. It's not going to be your bucket list career. So, okay. We mentioned Heidi-Zimmer.com for that. And then yes. wildriceretreat.com would be where we go to find out about Correct. going there. And I told you before yes. we started recording, I think this would be perfect to take my mom to something like this. She's never done it. And we keep talking about it. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. you know, she's getting up there 70 plus. What are we waiting for? Mm -hmm. What would you think would be a good guided retreat that would be for myself and my mom, our age bracket and what we're looking for? Oh, wonderful. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because you can visit us in different ways. You can come on your own, like you and your mother could come and that's called a personal retreat. We have daily classes here. So every day there's yoga, sometimes with me, sometimes with other instructors. And we have all kinds of classes, everything from forest bathing to learning about aromatherapy and crystals and gardening and stargazing and forest bathing. And so you can do more a la carte and take the kinds of classes that speak to you. Or you can look at our guided and group retreats on our website and find an instructor who has a theme that might speak to you for just what you're leaning into. So we have everything from writing retreats, photography, and caustic painting, finding your inner voice, active yoga, restorative yoga. I do one in the winter called Wintering Well, and it's learning to change the narrative of winter time. And I've never been a winter person, but I've had to embrace it, of course, up here in the North Woods. And it's really a deeply restorative time. Rest is so essential to our health. So I give people tools on how to lean into the idea of rest as replenishment and 
rejuvenation so that when spring and the summer months come, you can go out and do that creative, energized work and kind of it get yourself more in tune with nature by really cocooning in during the winter time. Oh, I love that. That's a unique concept. I haven't turned that before. I'm definitely going to check everything mm-hmm. out. Well, Heidi Zimmer of Wild Rice Retreat, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I really enjoyed it and I'll, I'll be seeing you soon. <laughs> thank you. I can't wait to see you and your mom. You'll have Yay. a wonderful time. Thank you. Thanks so much. Be well. If you're not already doing so, be sure to subscribe to Bucketless Careers wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Crystal Laurie. Thanks for listening. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.